Hello and welcome. My guest is Camille Peruto. She just released her album From the Sea to the Sky. We did an interview performance session in my basement last April. Here's Silent Melody from this session.
Cool. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank awesome. you, Greg. <laughs> um, so, um, the new album came out January twenty first. Okay, to be exact. So. Yes. <laughs> um, how long? And Sparrow came out like a little over three years ago, I think. Yeah, I think it was actually it was in two thousand thirteen, so it's actually approaching four years wow. now. Yeah. How long have you been holding on to the songs that are on from the Seat of the Sky? So. A lot of them were written even before uh, Sparrow was released. Actually, I wouldn't say, I think most of them were written like in between, but like there were like one or two that were before Sparrow. There were um, many in between the two. And then there were like a couple songs um, like Crazy Crazy Mad, which is on the new album, which I wrote like a couple weeks before I went into the studio. So it's kind of like kind of all over the place. But I mean, there. It, some of the songs are like four years old. Mm. Yeah. Was it hard to uh, weed it down with all the songs that you'd written over the last few years? Yeah. I think that over all that time I've been weeding out songs. Like when I was younger, I used to put out a lot at one time and then I would have to go through that process. And I feel like now I, I do still write a lot, but I will, like if I don't feel like a song is going anywhere, I feel like I just kind of, stop there and start something else and that's what works for me I know that for a lot of people it's important to keep going with those ideas but for me I like to just um kind of I don't know like if like I said if I'm not feeling something I'm just not gonna keep going with it because I feel like it's not gonna go anywhere but yeah so <laughs> um do you were uh, well some of the songs like you said you were holding on to for a while mm -hmm. was it at all nerve-wracking to then all of a sudden have other people like touch it and work on it after you had been playing them for so long and holding on to them? Um, yeah, I, I do feel like I had a lot of say in how this album sounds. And for that, I'm like really grateful for the produce, the producers and the musicians that I chose to work with. So they, they did a great job and like, I was nervous going in, but I already knew pretty much what I wanted to record. They helped me narrow down kind of to further answer your other question. They helped me narrow down like cut out like three or four songs which was really hard for me because the ones that I brought in were like the ones I really wanted to record so they were great about that and I was a little bit nervous but not not too bad mm -hmm. do you ever feel like um the older songs that you play like the ones that are on Sparrow you were like 16 when you wrote them I think yeah like, like 15, 16 yeah do you ever feel like detached from them now because they're so old or because you were so young a lot of them I do uh, unfortunately, like I wish I didn't feel like that. Um, there are just certain songs that I don't really play anymore because I've written so many new ones and I feel like some of them don't represent me anymore. But then there are songs like Sparrow and Pocket Knife and even Dear Charlie, which were all on <laughs> Sparrow, which, you know, there I wrote them when I was a lot younger, but I feel like since they mean a lot to other people, I feel like they still like hold a special place in my heart and mm. I still play them constantly so and others on there too there aren't many there's only a couple that I'm kind of like you know like <laughs> over did that yeah <laughs> has the production on the album changed your relationship to the songs at all or I guess you already did you already have a lot of ideas or did it change a lot when you went in it was funny because well the song that I just played Silent Melody is so different 
the recorded version, as you know. And I went in there not knowing what we were going to do with that. I didn't even, that was one of the ones that was really up in the air. I wasn't sure. Then they went in and on one take, they came up with this like crazy, weird, cool beat. And they were like, we have to do this. So I was like, all right. And that ended up being probably one of my favorites on the CD. So, I mean, yeah, it's, that one was um, a lot different. And learning to play it now with like my band, I have a band of like some friends and for us learning for me learning how to play my songs kind of in a different way it's kind of weird but i like it so i have two versions of everything now <laughs> um you changed the words to that one a tiny bit i did mm-hmm. yeah what was what was the old thing it was like i can't, I can't remember what the old <laughs> words were but i i have changed them a little bit that was before i went into the studio though mm-hmm. um so I do want to ask about the fact that you were on American Idol just Mm -hmm. because it is I don't think I've ever interviewed someone who is on American Idol. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I don't mind at all. (laughs) Um, Did you have a plan like if you like made it through or became like one of the top, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever number of people, did you think about how that would affect your ability to write and record and release your music? That's actually, that's a good question because, well, no one's ever asked me that before. So kudos <laughs> to you, Greg. Thank you. Um, I, I know that people have had issues with that. And I know that it's technically people, I don't know from experience, but I know that um, I have heard from people that have made it very far in the competition that it's better to like get like second or third place than even win. Because mm. then when you win, you're in that contract. And I believe that like... I don't know if I should really say this, but like I know like Philip Phillips had some issues with stuff like that. So I'm not going to like go into anything, but um, it was a great experience and all. But I I do think that they kind of shape you a little bit mm-hmm. and mold you, which could be good for certain people, but probably not for me because I, I would have gone in there already with a sense of like my the artist I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, do you want to play another song? Sure. <laughs> I would love to. So... So this is an old song, and this is not recorded at all, um, and it's called Five Till Midnight, and it was I wrote it about growing up. I was a blooming softly, softly. Say 
I actually want to ask you about something we spoke about earlier because this is something I've talked to different artists about when they move mm-hmm. is that you suddenly like I know one artist was talking about moving to New York and suddenly her songwriting became a lot quieter um, do you feel like this is going to affect your music at all having to like be more mindful of your space or well I lived with my aunt for the past two years and I lived in the same house as her and our schedules were really different like she would be going to bed real early and getting up real early and I'd be going to bed real late because of gigs so I was kind of like doing most of my writing when she was sleeping and she didn't really mind but I was already kind of quiet so I feel like I've sort of adapted to that already a little bit and living in my own place the only difference now is that I I pay rent so I mean I guess I can (laughs) kind of do whatever I want um but I still I of course want to be mindful of the people living near me you know above me and and everything so so I if anything I feel like the, the way that my move has affected my songwriting is that for a while I didn't write because I was so busy and now I'm just like more excited to do it and I I've, it's kind of cool I have my own space I can go into my room or go into the living room and kind of I feel like I have a little bit more creative freedom believe it or not huh. yeah you 
do gig a lot, you gig a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like that? Uh, do you have to take kind of measures to like protect your voice and, you know, things like that? Yeah. Last summer was the first summer that I played like almost every night and well not every night because I want to be careful with my voice but I was playing like four nights a week for the first time ever and I noticed that I was having a really bad issue with like my voice like kind of just going away randomly and me not being able to get it back um and so this summer I'm gonna try really hard to like warm up before every show and um spend any time that I have off kind of you know not talking that much (laughs) which is hard for me but you know just like try to be like really really careful because that's it's the money maker you know no I'm totally kidding (laughs) I'm kidding but I you know I want to be careful with it (laughs) have you ever seen like a doctor about it or anything like that I did well I went to like the ear nose and throat and Mm. and they just said that I had some irritation and it was you know it's probably like due to like diets and, and like what I eat and stuff too which I'm have been monitoring better and I think that with that change and also like now I have a day job so now I actually get up every day at the same time and I feel like I just have a more of a schedule and I feel like my body reacts better to that I don't know because before I don't know I, I think that that really kind of affects it in a weird way but yeah <laughs> um you talked when you were talking about your new album and recording it and what you what ideas you had for it you use the term modern a lot yeah and I'm wondering like if you could describe what that means specifically I just can't think of a better word to describe (laughs) what I mean it's not that I want it to be modern like top 40 pop I mean before I went into the studio it's not that that's not that's not what I wanted I just wanted it to be a little bit more contemporary sounding and radio friendly than my last album which I love the way that sounds like that was perfect for me at that time and everything but I feel like just as the time's gone on um I want to make sure that I put out something that's going to be like accessible to radio stations and stuff and sometimes certain genres that just aren't but Mm -hmm. I feel like the new one is you play a lot of covers Mm -hmm. and you have a book of about 500 covers that people can Mm -hmm. request you're like a moving (laughs) uh, jukebox (laughs) um how long what got you into playing all these covers like is it about gigs and how long does it take to learn all these songs it's very impressive that to pick any song out of this ginormous binder thank you um (laughs) the what first got me into it was um, well, the cover gig thing is is to make money, but it's also to get promotion and to meet a lot of people. And I really enjoy doing it. Like, it's nice that I, the day job that I work is for consistency, and um, I love what I do too during the day. But like, um, I love gigging. I love singing for people. So it's just fun. And learning the covers um, started. It's it's deve- it's over the past few years. It grows like the list of songs that I do. Um, I think that it takes me. Some songs, if I know a song already and I just don't play it, I can look up the chords and play it fine. Mm -hmm. But if I want to actually do a cool cover of something (laughs) and not just, you know, to fill up four hours, sometimes you need like fillers. But um, to do like cool covers, usually they just kind of come to me like in my head and I can kind of figure it out like at a night. And Mm. yeah, (laughs) we just we were just me and Greg were just talking about (laughs) who I don't know who I'm talking to now. (laughs) I'm talking to you guys listening. Um, We were just talking about uh, while my guitar gently weeps because I thought of a cool idea for that. So I might be coming out with a cool cover for that. (laughs) 
Um, is there a huge difference in the vibe you get when you play different gigs? Like if, you know, it's primarily a cover gig or if it's an original gig just for people who like your music, do you kind of go in with different mindsets? Do you have different moods? Um, I get a lot more nervous for original gigs Mm. because I know that people, that the people that are going there are going specifically to listen to me. Um, not that I really get nervous isn't the right word, but I want to prepare more because if I don't, it always ends up just being like (laughs) me rambling on like this. And, um, so it's more about in between the songs. Yeah. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You're right. It's in between the songs. That's the problem. But for cover gigs, it's easy. I just show up, I do what I'm told to do and I just play and I try to take requests and talk to people and Mm -hmm. be social. So that's more of like a, like a gig, like a job. It's a job. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. An enjoyable job. It is an enjoyable job. (laughs) Um, if you write if you are inspired to write about something in particular, do you before you actually start writing say like what is the best way I could approach this situation and then write it or is it more natural than that? I think it's more natural because if I try to write a song about something, it usually doesn't work, but unless it's like something very broad, I guess. Um when I start writing something and if something like a melody clicks or an idea clicks, I'll go with that. But I don't always go into it with a specific idea. Sometimes, but not always. <laughs> so you don't like necessarily use the music to like get out a message or anything like that. Uh, yeah, not. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's really hard to talk about. Like it's hard to explain, I guess. But yeah, it's kind of like what I said. I just, I just whatever clicks first. If it's like a lyric or a something musically, then I'll just go with it. That's when I end up writing like better songs. I think. I want to ask how often you write because I don't think we spoke specifically about Mm-mm. that because you are very prolific. How often does it come to you? Um, well, I always tell people that I used to write a lot, a lot, a lot when I was younger. That was because I didn't have gigs at night. I didn't have, I was about to say I didn't have friends. It's not that I didn't have friends. I just didn't really go out that much. Yeah. I, I was like more of a home person. I still sort of am that way um, when I'm not gigging. But I like when I was younger I wrote a lot starting out and now as the years have gone by I feel like I still write a lot but when I do write um it may not be as often as I used to but I feel like I am writing better songs and I feel like now I know the difference between a good song and a bad song so like I was saying before if I don't think something's going somewhere I know to stop and not like waste my time on it and that does not work for everybody. Like, I wouldn't tell another songwriter to do that because it's totally different for everybody. Just for me, that's that's what works. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want the world to know? Just that this has been the coolest experience of my life, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I've been waiting forever to do this, so I'm so excited. I know. I'm so glad I've been waiting to you. So thank you so much. Thank and you. Do you want to play one more song? Yes, I do. Cool. Yes, this is called River Ghost, and it's off of From the Sea to the Sky. Does it take? 
by the seashore Picking a fight with a sailor that lives on the front porch And people say that better days are coming Ooh, that he's got soul 